Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am your host, Grace Scotto, and welcome back to another episode. So you guys decided, you all voted. I put a poll on my Instagram, if you're not following, you should, at Chronicles of the Teenage Brain on Instagram. And I asked you guys which day of the week you want me to upload throughout the summer. And everyone voted on Friday, so here we are. I am so excited to be back for yet again another good episode, and I have an interesting topic today, and obviously you know what it is. It's getting off your phone can be hard, and you guys are probably like, oh my god, seriously, that is such a stale topic, and trust me, I know I'm so sick of hearing things about phones and blah, 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 but I promise you I will make it interesting, and it is worth the listen, but to start us off, it is officially summer which means no more finals, and luckily I passed all of mine, even the math, (laughs) and now we can officially relax, so, you know, pop in your earbuds, listen to this episode, go outside, drink a virgin pina colada, and relax. (laughs) Anyways, recently I have been really trying to create a new schedule and routine since it's summer. My brain is still stuck on, like, school mode. Like, I will randomly wake up at 6 in the morning and won't be able to fall back asleep, which is super annoying. So, I found it really hard to balance my sleep schedule. So, that's something that I've been really working on recently is figuring out, like, what time I want to wake up in the morning, when I want to go to bed. Because in summer, it's like free reign. You can do whatever you want. And although that's awesome, it can also be kind of difficult, especially when you want to try and be kind of productive and stuff. I don't know. I find that I get anxious when I sleep in really late in the day and I'm not up and doing something, which is good and bad because, you know, everyone needs like off days. But sometimes it it definitely creates a little bit of anxiety for me. So that's something that I've been really trying to sort out. Jumping in, guys, of the books of the week, as you know, if you're new here, every week I talk about a book I'm reading. I typically read a book per week, so I always have something new to talk about. And this week is super special because I have more than one book to talk about. Since we last spoke, I have read The Family of Liars, which is the prequel to the book We Were Liars, and I... I loved We Were Liars. It was incredible. But they recently released The Family of Liars, which is the prequel to the book. 11 out of 10. It's amazing and I highly recommend. But I read it in like three days or less. I don't even know. But it was so freaking good. I highly recommend. And currently now I am reading the book Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. I really hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. But this book talks about the relationships between the president's son and the Prince of England. And it's a super fiery and good book. I'm really liking it so far and it's definitely holding my attention. And I think it's going to be a really good book for Pride Month too. And I don't know. I will let you guys know what I think of it. But so far it's gotten really good reviews and I can't wait to dive deeper. Okay. Also, can we talk about, I am recording this on the first day of July. If you're listening on the day this came out, you guys are so slay and amazing, 
But if you're not, I totally understand and forgive you because Stranger Things Volume 2 comes out today. Oh my gosh. I have not watched it yet. This morning, my mom and I had to run some errands and I, my, my mom and dad actually tonight, they are going out to a concert, which means I'm home alone watching my little brother and we are going to have some snacks and we are going to watch it together downstairs tonight. And I am so excited, but I'm also so nervous because I have a feeling some of my favorite characters are going to be killed off and I'm nervous, but no spoilers. I will talk about it more next week when I finish it, but I have not started it yet and I am so excited. So if you haven't listened to this episode yet, um, well, you obviously are listening if you're, if you're hearing this right now, but. If it took you a little bit to get to this episode, I forgive you because Stranger Things is top priority today, except not for me because I'm recording a podcast just for you guys. I really wish I could be watching Netflix. I'm just kidding. But anyways, and lastly, before I get into the main spiel of the episode, I am thinking about doing a listener's write-in episode. So that is basically where you guys get to contribute to what I talk about and you get to voice your own opinions and stuff. Everything will probably stay anonymous. Um, I know a lot of people don't like having their names attached to things, but I think that would be a really fun type of episode to do. And I have gotten a lot more listeners recently, which if you're new, I love you and thank you for listening. But I really want to do an episode where I talk more about myself and I dive deeper into what makes me me, just so you guys can kind of get to know me better. And I would love to do that as a listener's write-in where you guys are the ones asking questions about me. But I'm not sure if anyone would want to do that. So please let me know, DM me, whatever, message me, and let me know what you think of that idea because it's something that I really want to do. All right. I think that's all I have for my update. I always try and start off every episode kind of fun and light. And I think I think that's everything going on recently. I don't know. I've just been really enjoying summer and relaxing recently. And I hope you guys are too. All right. Let's get down to business. This week's podcast episode topic has been sparked by so many different things. And I know the whole phone usage debate is a really stale topic, but I promised I will make this episode worth your while. Because of summer recently, I have found, and I'm sure you have too, that it's been really hard to put my phone down with my new free time. And although I have been, you know, going to the beach and reading and doing all of this stuff, I have found my screen time has been increasing and it's been really hard for me to do things recently without my phone or I'll start to feel very anxious. Like I will turn my phone off to read a book and then my mind will start thinking while I'm trying to read, what if someone's texting me right now? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I want to play this new game on my phone, whatever. And I don't know. I feel like it's been something that's been nagging at me more recently. Listen, I am not going to sit here and bash iPhones and teenagers. Phones are great and have lots of pros, such as communicating to friends and families, getting inspiration. I know I've gotten so much like fashion inspiration and it's phones like in general can be super educating, whether that's if you're interested in technology or like if you're on social media, I have learned so much about skincare through social media and 
really cool products and mental health from other creators. So they definitely have their pros. They're even good for recording podcasts, which is kind of fitting right now. But I'm not going to sit here and say how awful phones are. But I will talk about the importance of taking breaks. Okay. And when your phone, (laughs) when your phone, I just like paused. I like totally glitched. But oh my gosh. I swear every episode. It's not an episode if Grace doesn't glitch or like stutter. That's just, it's iconic. Um. Anyways, when your phone starts to take a toll on your mental health, that's when it becomes an issue. I recently talked to my therapist this past Wednesday, and I was telling her how anxious I have been feeling recently, which is a surprise to me and maybe to you, especially because it's summer and that is typically a time for relaxation and tanning and enjoying yourself with friends and family. So it kind of took me like, I don't know, it just kind of took me by surprise, I guess, because I wasn't expecting to feel so anxious recently, especially now that finals are done, and I know I've passed them all, that was such a big relief, but I'm still feeling pretty anxious, and I was talking to her, and this whole idea came from my recent knowledge of doom scrolling, and how it has impacted me and so many others. Okay, so if you don't know, The act of doom scrolling is spending an excessive amount of screen time devoted to the absorption of negative news. Increased consumption of negative news may result in harmful psychological responses in some cases. So for me, I'm feeling very anxious. So why am I feeling anxious? As you probably know by now, Roe vs. Wade was overturned this past week. And has caused lots of feelings of sadness, anger, and frustrations for many in America, including myself. And I would be so stupid if I didn't talk about it on my platform. I have this amazing opportunity with so many listeners to educate. And it would just be such a waste if I didn't talk about it in this episode. And if you don't feel like listening to it, then click off and find another podcast to listen to. But this is super important and needs to be talked about. So, for those who don't know, Roe versus Wade was a landmark decision made in 1973 by the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects pregnant women's liberty to choose to have an abortion. So, it gives them that option. Now, listen, no one here is, like, pro-murdering babies, like, Having an abortion is not a fun thing to do. No one is excited about it. But when it comes down to it, some people really need to have them, whether that's protecting themselves or say the fetus hasn't developed life-sustaining organs. Like There are so many different scenarios, but abortion is health care, and so many women around the country will die and or be severely impacted by the situation. I honestly have like a loss of words and I know it's been exactly now a week since the news was broke that they overturned it and they are banning abortions but I really can't process it and put it into words because it is so mind-blowing and it's like this nightmare is coming true and I just 
I don't know. I just really never thought that we would get to this point. And it's kind of embarrassing being an American right now. But everyone should have the choice to get an abortion or not. In addition to this, white men, especially those old-ass white men on the Supreme Court who, if you don't know, men have penises and cannot get pregnant, should not be controlling women's bodies because it's disgusting. They shouldn't get a say whatsoever. My body, my choice. I get a say in what I get to do with my own body. Not in 70-year-old racist white man who has been accused of sexual assault. Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. It is mind-boggling to me how this is a real reality right now for America. It's insane. And there's nothing pro-life about this decision. It's just further creating misogyny and inequality towards women. It is just a war on women, and this has been going on for decades. And if you can't see it, open your eyes because it's happening right in front of us, and it is insane. Okay, deep breaths. My social media has been filled with so many things about this topic, and I know I have helped contribute as well. I have been posting links to petitions and donation websites that you can check out to help, and you can find them on my podcast, Instagram, as well as my main. I know that Act of Change has had a lot of great ones, and it is a super great way that you can stay connected globally and locally as well. Um, there have There's actually, in both my main account and my podcast, Instagram, there in my bio is a link to donate to Planned Parenthood resources and help women. The thing is, is that If you're rich, you will always have access to abortion. It's the people that are living in poverty and or can't afford to drive to another state to get one, especially if they need it and their life is in danger. I saw this post. I reposted it myself, um, and it was basically this message from this doctor who was saying how he had this patient come in and what 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 had happened is the eggs were like stuck in her tubes and was basically causing her to have internal bleeding and he wanted to help her so bad but he couldn't he had to sit on the phone for hours with his lawyer signing papers and stuff in order to protect his license and protect himself from going to jail for performing this abortion which was needed to save this woman's life or she would have would have literally like bled out and died luckily he managed to perform it on her and help her but it was almost too late like he had just barely made it to save her life and that is horrifying like I when I read that I seriously had no words whatsoever and it was so upsetting I also saw this post And this mom was talking about how, you know, she was having, like, I think it was another child, and she was so excited to bring another life into this world, but it had developed with, without life-sustaining organs, so basically it would have been a stillbirth, which, first of all, she was explaining how this baby was having seizures, and she could literally feel them happening inside of her, and how you know, she was like, I am, you know, I need to have an abortion, not only to protect myself, but because, you know, this fetus inside me that is 
not going to make it, you know, suffering. Like, nobody wants to go through that. It's horrible. And she literally couldn't get an abortion because of this decision that is made. And if you can't see the problem, you really need to educate yourself and you need to wake up because this is happening and it's not going to go down without a fight. It is absolutely mind-boggling and I just needed to take the time out of this episode to talk about it because it is seriously so crazy. It's insane. And I hate when people my age, especially like teenagers and stuff, are like, well, you shouldn't care about politics as a teenager and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes down to something like this that not only impacts me, but my other female friends and my family members, then I have an issue and then I'm going to start to speak up about it because it's insane. But even though it's important to stay caught up with these current day events, it's also so important to turn off your phone and take time for yourself. I realize that all of this doom scrolling and posting all of these different pictures from protests and whatnot, yeah, that's great. And yes, you're making a difference and spreading awareness, but I found that it caused me major anxiety. And I was telling my therapist this, but sometimes I didn't realize the effect that it was having on me. But if you really sit back and think about social media and all of its over, and like all of the overwhelming information that you're absorbing, it takes a toll on you more than you think. So how do we work on being on our phones less and prioritizing ourselves? This has been a widely debated thing by so many, but I wanted to come on here and talk about it, especially based on what I've been feeling recently. And I am also a teenager who is on their phone a lot. And I am, it would be so hypocritical of me to sit here and say, get off your phone, blah, blah, blah. Like that just doesn't make any sense for me to do that. And I wouldn't. So I found some tips and tricks that I want to share that can be super helpful and relatable to others, especially teenagers, because no one wants to listen to a 50 year old lady on the news or whatever, explain how to get off your phone and all the phone addictions and whatever. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't go on your phone, but trust me, I use my phone daily and there are so many apps and ways of communication that I am thankful for and not thankful for. You know, like being on your phone is a good thing sometimes, especially when you're having fun with friends, whatever, staying connected. But then there are other times and apps that can take a toll on you, such as doom scrolling on Instagram. There are so many important things that we can try and work on, including myself. This whole episode is just about setting goals and really prioritizing your mental health. I am not, you don't have to listen to a single thing I say in this episode or take any of this advice. This is just me speaking and, you know, telling you what I think is good. But if you don't agree with anything I'm saying, then alrighty. But I think this is an important thing to think about. Something we can all work on is stop taking our phone to the bathroom, the dinner table, and stop using your phone when you have a minute of downtime that can be used for something more productive. Allow yourself to feel boredom. And in a world that we are living in right now, full of distractions and craziness, create a space of nothingness. Feeling boredom can actually be a really good and healthy thing. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes right now. Trust me, I am too. But 
we all need to feel a sense of boredom every once in a while and going on our phones cancels that because then you're not bored and you have something to look at and content to, you know, stare at, whatever. But sometimes we need to feel boredom. And for me, like, I know that everyone knows how much I love reading, which is a great way to get off your phone. But something that I've been doing is, like, turning off all my notifications. And what I'll do is I'll leave it in my room and go outside to read where I cannot be distracted except for the words on my paper. And I found it really hard recently to journal and focus on manifesting and meditating with all the usage of my phone. So that has also been like super impactful on that category of my life. I think the most important thing that we can all work on is taking this one step at a time. I'm not telling you to go throw your phone in a garbage can and never pick it up again. But once you start noticing where your phone is really impacting areas of your life that cause you happiness, for me that's manifesting, reading, journaling, whatever, then that's kind of when we need to pinpoint the issue. And something else that I really want to stress is that feeling boredom is okay. Most of the time, life is pretty boring and mundane. And there's nothing wrong with that. It can be a great thing. But what's bad is that when you have this moment of downtime, because life is hectic and stressful, but when you have that moment of downtime and you decide to spend it on your phone, it's kind of defeating the whole purpose. Um, I know that feeling stressed, worried, or other big emotions can cause us to be more drawn to our phones, and it's easy to cave in, but we have to work on holding ourselves accountable. That is something that I want to do. I would let so many instances, I let myself slide, and I just go on my phone because it's so much easier than maybe facing you know, real-life situations. Like I would much rather scroll on TikTok than journal about my issues. But we have to hold ourselves accountable and we really have to, you know, just work on, you know, being present. I encourage all of you to go outside, go for a walk, whatever. Being on our phones too much allows us to forget how to live in the moment and appreciate the little things. And this is, this also connects to what I said a couple seconds ago, but like if you're feeling stressed and worried and are drawn to your phone, do something that you know will help. Most of us know that going on our phones when we are about to have a panic attack is most likely not going to help us, but maybe journaling or going to talk to one of your family members, sit down on the couch with them and explain to them what's going on, going for a walk, clearing your head can be way more beneficial and really it's all mentally like we just need to hold ourselves accountable and kind of snap out of the whole addiction that we are kind of living in right now with phones. The day my mom and I found out about the Roe versus Wade being overturned, we were both very stressed and glued to our phones, looking at, you know, news resources, all of these different things, you know, it was just a very emotional time and it still is. So around 7 p.m., I remember this was literally last Thursday, we decided to go for a walk along the pier of a beach near my house. And 
by doing that, we both left our phones in the car. I think I may have brought mine to take pictures of the sunset. I know, guilty. But we really turned our evening around and we felt 10 times better. Don't get me wrong. This isn't solving all of the world's problems or the problems that are going on in your phone, but it can help clear your head and can help you make better decisions in the future. I know that when you're really angry or stressed or upset, you typically don't make the best decisions ever and can be super, you know, not rational or very spur of the moment. I know when I first found out about Roe versus Wade on my phone, I was like cussing and I was just in a super bad mood and I was very upset, but it's really good to set it down for a second and clear your head. Getting off your phone can also help you discover new hobbies and find interests that help bring out who you really are. I feel like the media realm, and I know I've talked about this before, but it's kind of like a mask making us all blend in and forget who we are, which can be super negative, especially as teenagers who are constantly working to find themselves and, you know, we're going through that weird stage of we're figuring out what crowd we want to be in and what we value as a person. So sometimes, you know, drowning ourselves in Instagram kind of does the opposite and we all start to blend in, whereas it's super important to put your phone down and figure out what makes you happy. For me, I like reading, making podcasts, going on bike rides. I know some of my friends love crocheting or singing, whatever it may be. Something that I have learned this year is to not use my phone before bed. I cannot stress this enough. Like this is so important and it is such a great thing. I know that I sound like a broken record, but I promise you it seriously helps. I have gone into so many different websites figuring out the best things to talk about this episode and I wouldn't be talking about them if I didn't truly believe them. But recently I have gotten myself into a habit of showering and reading before bed and I am able to get a better night's rest and I feel so much more relaxed before I go to bed and when I wake up in the morning. Literally kick your device out of your bed. Like seriously get rid of it. But it has helped me so much and I would much rather focus on a book and stay up all night reading a book than staying up all night on my phone. Like, it just has such a different effect. And if you're not into reading, maybe journal or draw or paint or do something that maybe will help you start to relax. I know my therapist was telling me, too, the best time for meditation is around nighttime. I find that when I try and meditate during the day or in the morning, my brain is so wired and it's like, okay, I need to check my phone because I just woke up. It's a new day, new content, blah, blah, blah. I need to do this and this that I find it really hard to concentrate. But doing it before bed when you're kind of tired and slowly your body's kind of starting to shut down, I'm able to focus more and I am able to really get the full effect. And, but like that's another part where phones are really useful because I use guided meditations on my phone to help me. So there are pros and cons. You just need to like figure out how to use them wisely. Something else that is really important is take distracting apps off your home screen. For me, that would include TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, 
And this way you won't be tempted to waste your day away. I know how easy it is to sit and scroll on your For You page and three hours pass and you're like, okay, shit. But it really helps. And it may feel like you're missing out without your phone, but most likely you aren't. You have nothing to prove to other people and disconnecting can really help you cite out what is worth your time and what isn't. I know for me, getting off my phone has helped me treasure more valuable things in my life than materialistic things or things that I see on my phone. I am able to enjoy my time better and it puts me in a more positive attitude and I feel the sense of productivity and I feel proud of myself. You can still find ways to use your phone in productive ways, like I said, meditating, um, getting outside and listening to music, or getting directions to your nearest beach. You can still use your phone, but wasting your summer away on TikTok or other social medias or games, whatever, is so harmful and is really sad. Because when are you going to ever get to have a nice summer as a teenager? Never. You listening right now are the youngest version of yourself at the moment. And live it up and enjoy it. Don't waste it away playing games or doom scrolling. I know how easy it is, but trust me. And the last thing that I kind of want to say is that if you're doing something with friends, leave your phone in your bag. Breaking this vicious cycle and habit is helping us live in the moment, which is extremely important, especially in recovery and trying to find moments of clarity and bliss. I know that it's so easy to just open up your phone and find something to do, but in recovery especially, it's really important to start training our minds to live in the moment and focus on the present and what's really important to us. Don't get me wrong, being on our phones, there's nothing wrong with it. I have learned so much. I am able to share awareness on topics such as abortion rights and female rights and mental health. So just remember that there's nothing wrong with it, but when it starts to take a toll on your mental health, that's when we need to make change and that's when we need to do something about it. But I think that's all I got. Um, I hope you all are able to enjoy your day and I hope that this episode was interesting and not boring. And if you are listening to this whenever, honestly, it doesn't matter, but maybe after this, go for a walk or something, spend some time with family, put your phone away. You just listen to like a 30 minute podcast episode. So maybe it's time to switch it up. Um, I think that's really all I got for this episode, guys. I will see you next Friday for a new episode. And I love hanging out with you and talking to you guys. I will only allow high screen time if you're watching Stranger Things. Okay, I'm kidding. That was a joke. It wasn't funny. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. And just remember to be present and really work on treating yourself. I know it's important to stay caught up with news and current events going on, especially like the whole Roe versus Wade situation, because yes, it is important to pay attention, but remember to take time for your mental health and check in on your friends and family because I know they might be feeling the same way too. And the most important thing is prioritize yourself and just take care of yourself especially because it's summer now and I want everyone to have a good summer. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.